Okay, young game, Shisha Mashabas. Today's Friday, it's Beis Shvat. I have this weird recollection that it's the yard site of Abdusha Hanapole. And um, it's Friday. So Friday, we're supposed to learn a Maimed. Now, we have discovered that you can learn a Maimed on Thursday, and on Wednesday, and on Tuesday, and on Monday, and on Sunday, and on Shabbos too. But today is the official day for learning a Maimed. Yesterday, we learned. With the Abish does help. The Maimah Bossi Legani from Tafshim Mem Zai in 1987. Today we're going to learn the Maimah from Pasha's boy Tafshim Mem Zayin. Although in, in, in that year, in 1987, Bossi Legani was after Pasha's boy. Bossi Legani was Monday. For whatever reasons, I decided to give yesterday the longer Maimah. And today, the shorter Maimir. So we're going to learn this Maimir. It's a Maimir Pasha's boy. Finished. This week is Pasha's boy. It's learning a Maimir Pasha's boy. In other words, perfectly normal. <laughs> <laughs> this Maimir is based on the Maimir and Taira Eir Pasha's boy. That's how I say. Taira Eir Pasha's boy is only one page. One blot. And it's two Maimurim. And the longer the two Maimodim is the source of this Maimed. And I want to, before I get to the Maimed proper, share with you a couple of insights about this Maimed. The first is that the Tzemach Tzedek writes in a Maimed that in this Maimed, this Maimed, a Pasha's boy in Teda Eid, that the Rebbe is Machadish Achidish, it doesn't say in Kisvehariv. The Rebbe adds a new idea in Kabbalah, which is not found in Kisvei Arizal. Which makes it very exciting, because we are after El Chassidim. And Mashakorev Lanu, things that are closer to us, um, in a way, in a real way, mean more to us. And in this Maimir, again, the Teir Eir, which is the beginning of this Hishtashalos, the Rebbe says a Chiddush, a Kabbalistic innovation, which is his own. It doesn't say in Kisvei Arizal. And I'll tell you what it is. It's shame tzvo'ois bibya, Which means in Hebrew, that in English, there is a name of Hashem in the worlds of Bria, Yetzir, and Nasir. We know that Hashem has Alpi Halacha seven names and Alpi Kabbalah ten names. But the names of Hashem are all in Atzilas. In other words, the age-old question, how could Hashem have a name altogether? A name describes, Hashem is beyond description. And of course the answer is, like it says in the Medrash, the names of Hashem are not describing His essence, in quotes. The names of Hashem are describing Him as He's relating to His world, through His functions. When the Eibish says, Ishmul Chomo, He's fighting a war, He's called the Lekim Tzvois. When the Eibish says, Malay Rachmim, He's full of compassion, He's called Hashem. And so forth. Like it, it actually says it even in Chumash, in a, in a very Metzies Dekoifim, but that's the Teich. So the names of Hashem are godliness in their relationship with the world. And in that statement, godliness in their relationship with the world, the key word is the word godliness. Because we're talking about the Eivishter. In other words, when you say kale, you mean the Eivishter. You don't mean midas achesed, that be avidezorah. When you say elikim, you mean the Eivishter. You don't mean midas agvodah, because if you meant midas agvodah, be avidezorah. But in the Lashen, that chesidus brings, you mean the alakus of kalim. The alakus of the svidus. How Hashem is embedded within Midas Achesed of Atzilus, he's called Kale. 
how Hashem is embedded. Means like what's called the Lakim with the emphasis on the Hashem being embedded. And I've told this to you many times. It says in Derech where this question is discussed comprehensively, that the Baal Shem Tev said, "Don't learn Kabbalah." <laughs> Baal Shem Tev is like that. He's not saying, "Don't learn Kabbalah." The Baal Shem Tev said, "Don't learn Kabbalah," because he's afraid you're going to be Magashem Alakus. You're going to make the Eibush into a physical being, into a Matthias, into a complex entity. Because in Kabbalah, you learn about Shemus, the names of Hashem, and that the names of Hashem correspond to the Sfidus. And like it says in the Pesach Halayahu, which we're going to say later today, Chesed Rayayamina, Chesed Hashem's right hand. Gvura Adreya Smola, Gvura Hashem's left hand, and Tefer is Gufa, and so forth. So you, you, you're in effect describing a, 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 an anthropomorphic in Yin and saying that this is godly. And of course, Chas Vesholem Chalil Vachas, that we should misconstrue it in this way. We're talking about godliness, and it's a totally metaphysical, totally spiritual and theoretical idea. At the same time, Api Kabbalah, it's Emes, that the names of the Eibishter correspond to godliness. As the Eibishter is manifest, as the Eibishter functions, as the Eibishter is expressing herself through different bidith, through different sfiris, and so forth and so on. But the names of the Eibishter are in the spheres of Atzilis. Kesed is Ekye, Chochme is Ko, Bina Zavai, Benikit Alakim, and so forth. I'm not here to give you a Kabbalah list. Why? Because the Svidas of Atzilas are Kalim for Alakus. In other words, Chesed of Atzilas has two parts, the Kali and the Yoy. The godliness of the Kali is called Chesed, it's called Kale, and the Yoy is called Hashem. Gvura of Atzilas. The godliness of the Kali of Gvura is called Olikim, and Hashem is, and the Yoy is called Havaya, and so forth. So you say that the ten names of the Abishtar correspond to the Midas and Sphiras of Atzilas because the Midas and Sphiras of Atzilas are Kalim for Lakus. In other words, when you shine godliness into Atzilas, Atzilas receives it. But, however, you're not going to say the names of the Abishtar about the worlds of Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya. But, in the worlds of Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya, If you shine God, this the world of Briyatinasiya, instead of Briyatinasiya receiving it, it will destroy it. So therefore, Kabbalah says the names of the Abish that are the godliness in the Svidas of Atsilas, because the godliness of Kalim of Atsilas are able to receive the light of Ain Sof and hold it. As opposed to the Kalim of Briyatinasiya, where you don't say, you cannot shine godness in those spheres because they'll implode, they'll plots. And therefore you don't say the Abishta's names correspond to Briya Sinasir. That the Emma says you could even make Briya Yatsir and Asiya a Kali for godliness. And when one succeeds at making the Kalim of Briya Yatsir and Asiya a Kali for godliness, the name of the Abishta that you'll use is the name Tsvois. White Tsvois. Because the word Tzvois is Ois Hu Betzova Dilei. Tzova means his multitudes, his many, his hosts, his armies. Ois means in Yiddish, Ois Ketzechen, distinguished, outstanding. And Ois Hu Betzova Dilei means the Eibishter is amongst his creations, but he's the Eibishter. Ois Hu Betzova Dilei. That's what Shem Tzvois and Biyam means, that in the worlds, the Eibishter is still special, even though he's allowing a world to be, there's not total bittle. At the same time, 
So to them it's a Gvaldika Chiddush. The Chiddush is that the names of the Eibishter, which Kabbalah says could only be in Atzilus, because only Atzilus can be a Kali for godliness. If you reveal godliness and Bri, it'll plot it. So to them, you could make Bri a Kali for Elakus, and that name with the name of Elakus in Bri would be Tzvoy. How? How could you make the law worlds a Kali for the Eibishter? And the answer is a higher Kayach. Okay, which is high say the And I suppose Bapashtis that Kayak comes from transforming Klipa into Kedusha, Vedasabirudum. Okay, which is high say the allows that godliness should be received in the worlds of Briyatir and Asiya in such a way which is not bitling Briyatir and Asiya, but it's making them a kale. This is the Hagdometer Maim. And now I want to tell you a word. I've told this to you many times. I in one of my Pasha classes I told you this word. I just love this word. The reason I love this word is because it's just a window into a man. The Ragachover was known as a Balnigle. The Ragachover is a Balnigle. In fact, there's a story that I'm told by Fabrengian that the Ragachover had a conversation with the Rebbe Rashab and they talked first Lomdis, Nigle, and then they started speaking Kabbalah and Chsidis. In other words, the same idea, first up in Nigle, and when it came to the Kabbalah and Chsidis, the Ragachover could not keep up with the Rebbe Nishmosevim. And the Ragachover had a Chalicha Sadas. He felt bad that he wasn't able to keep his mind at the pace, at the speed, at the intensity, at the depth of his, his calling. They were the same age. The Rebbe Rashab was actually younger than the Rebbe Chavar God. So the Rebbe Chavar commented, Yechob HaBrochah von Tzemach Tzedek, not of Niglet. But his Hasloch in Lomdes was a Brochah von Tzemach Tzedek. Tzemach Tzedek and Brochah von Niglet, not for Chzidus. So the Rebbe Chavar gave his Nishka Makubal. Now let me just tell you what says Nishka Makubal. Kedem Kol, it's a known fact that the Rebbe Chavar said that the Alt Rebbe was a Gon, and the middle of Rebbe was Ga'an HaGo'inim, was a bigger God. And they asked him, how does he know that? We have no nigla from the middle of Rebbe. He said he knows it from his Imrebina, from his Chesidus. So the man who had no Chush and Chesidus of Unz Gezogavar and Zayn Nisht Chush, was a Go'an Oilam, Dragachov. But here's a word. In Mesech Teshvuz, there's a Machlaikis where the Tzvois is a Shem Kaddish. The Gemara Mesech Teshvuz, everybody knows this Gemara. They talk about the names of the Abish, that there's a Machlaikis where the Tzvois is a holy name of God or not. The machlaik is between Rabbanon and Rabbi Yaisi. And Rabbi Yaisi, and Bechlal, the halach is Rabbi Yaisi always. The Mukha, Rabbi Yaisi is very special. The Mukha Yime. Rabbi Yaisi says Tzvois is not the holy name of God. And the Rabbanon said Tzvois is the holy name of God. So the Rabbi Chavar commented this machlaik is Rabbi Yaisi. And Rabbanon is the machlaik is between the Alter Rebbe and the Vilna Gon, where the Tzimtzum Kipshuta, the Tzimtzum is any Kipshuta. Whether the Tzimtzum is actual or just figurative is a machlaik. So somebody told him that means according to you Rabbi Yaisi is going like the Vilna God. And it was meant to be a jab. How could you say Rabbi Yaisi? So the Shabbat got very upset. He says, don't start up with Rabbi Yaisi. Azei gave the word. But the Havonah Shabdav is Poshet. The Ragachavit in that statement is revealing the Havonah of this Maimon. What is Tzvois? Tzvois is a name in Atzilus too. And I, I'm going out in the limb and saying that Atzilus Kula al malei pligi. That's why it's the shame card. The machleikas rabbanan and rabbiyasi is what is the name of God in Bria. What's the difference? Is there godliness el mabria? Is there godliness el mabria? Is the same question as tzimtzum kipshuta? Tzimtzum shalei kipshuta. If tzimtzum kipshuta, there's no godliness el mabria. So therefore, if you reveal Hashem in this world, it will destroy it. If you hold tzimtzum shalei kipshuta, that means the truth of this world is also godliness. If you reveal godliness in this world, the, God, the world will become a keli for godliness. And that's the shita that holds voice. is a shame kaddish bibya. So the Raghat Shavit in one comment is revealing the same meaning you have in this mind. Mustami, he learned the Tayra. 
But the bottom line is that word from the Rogachov is the same idea of this Maimon that Bria could be made a Kali for godliness. And because Bria could be made a Kali for godliness, you could say that godliness also has a name of God, but the name of God in El Mabriya is not Kalin Elakim and Avayat Svois, Oisu, Bitsovadilev. And that's what this Maimon is about. So without wasting any more time, considering the fact that we don't have any, let's get to the Maimon. Okay, and I'm just going to give one more thing. In Chumash, the word Tzvayis is used periodically. But in Chumash, Tzvayis is not a name of God. It means army. It means multitudes. In Tanakh, Tzvayis is a name of God. Yeah. One of the differences is whether you say Tzvayis before Hashem or you say Tzvayis after Hashem. Tzvayis Hashem is not Hashem Kaddish. Hashem Tzvayis is. So the Maimah begins, It says in our Pasha, The Yidn are called the armies of Hashem. When you call Yidn Tzivas Hashem, you're not going to say Tzivas is Hashem Kaddish. Yidn are not God, they're Yidn. And it says a few Pesukim later, Now, in the second Pesuk, it says, Hashem took Yidn out of Mitzrayim, Who is Tzivas who are the armies? It can't be hidden. Because you said three words before, B'nai Yisrael. So what's al Some people say al goes on the aid of Rav. And some people say al goes on the sparks of Kedusha that the Yidun wavarad in Mitzrayim. And that's the pshat that our Maimer maintains. So the Rebbe brings Akash. It says in Hasidus that in Chumish, Tzvayis is not a name of God. But in Tanakh, it is. Look where I made my base, please. To my mother, explain. The Mashu a pasuk done an hour pasuk. Tzivis Hashem says the Rabbi. It's twice a neshem pifniatmi. Twice is not a name of God. And lenik it's twice bechidik, which is nismach v'tafel Hashem v'vayet tzivis Hashem. Masha enkin k'shabos chana u'shmuel. Chana and shmuel were the first ones. Oz nischad Hashem tzvoyis shem pifniatmi. You have the idea of the godly name of tzvoyis. Which is Meazayim Shem Meishe amongst the seven names of God, which is not allowed to erase. V'tzaruch Lahavin, and the questions are: Madua Nizchadish Hashem Tzvoyis Dafka was Manchana v'Lelifneze. If Tzvoyis is the name of Hashem, why is it not in the Chumash? Why is it only in Tanakh? Shada you have in Chumash, Adna you have in Chumash, Kel you have in Chumash, Eke you have in Chumash. How come you don't have Tzvoyis? Next question, next line. Gam Tzaruch Lahavin. The second question is. When does Shmuel HaNavi use the name Tzvayis when he's encouraging Shaul HaMelech to fight with Amalek? And to be sure, the name Tzvayis is very common in Tanakh, but in the later Nevi'im. In other words, Shmuel HaNavi is in the first Nevi'im. He doesn't use the word Tzvayis often, just once. Chana uses it once and Shmuel uses it once, I think. The later Nevi'im use it all the time. In other words, Chana and Shmuel's use of Tzvayis is an initial use but then hundreds of years would pass before somebody would again use it. And later, 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 it became a much more commonly used name. And the question is why? And of course, the answer is going to be very simple. Prophets are a different madregis. A prophet on a higher level doesn't see shame tzavoyes because he's prophesizing in Atsilas. A prophet on a lower level for whom Bria Yetzir and Atsilas is real uses the name tzavoyes because the name tzavoyes is godliness in the lower world is Bria Yetzir and Atsilas. So that's the whole Maimah. You can go home and go and get ready for Shabbos and you can shovel the snow and 
It's going to keep on coming down and so forth. But let's learn the Maimed anyway. <laughs> yeah, of course. The Rebbe goes off into a deep discussion. What does it mean that Hashem has names? And of course the Rebbe makes the obvious statement. That Hashem has no connection to a name. It's completely separated from anything which is going to come from the Yebishter and be given by the Yebishter and revealed from the Yebishter. That all of them have no comparison whatsoever. Right? We learn about levels. Yeah? You know, I teach teenagers. And teenagers are very, very good at butchering Kabbalah. They're all experts, but they don't know. Yeah? So you have one level, another level. What's the highest level? The highest level is the Ebishter. That is so stupid. I'm sorry for using the honest word. Hashem's not a level. <laughs> Hashem's the truth. And from the perspective of Hashem, there are no levels. The highest level of God is Lifni Atzimtum. The God of the Ebishter is Kulam It's nothing. Levels have to do with relationships. Relationships have to do with worlds. And God has nothing to do with any of that. In other words, when you're talking about the Abishter, there's no difference between Atsilas and Asiya and Edin Tzav and Lefnei Atzimtzum and Etzel of Edin Tzav and Lefnei All those fancy levels we talked about yesterday. When you're talking about the Abishter himself, all of that is totally inconsequential. The eight days, moreover, to be honest, you can't even say that Hashem is higher than levels. You can't even say that Hashem is incomparably removed from levels. When you say you have two things, and these two things are incomparable to one another, the very fact that you're saying you cannot compare them is what you would call in philosophy an indirect comparison. You have two things. They have something in common. For example, they're both creations. They're both existences. And in spite of that, you cannot compare them. When you say two things are incomparably removed from one another, you're actually in a weird way associating them by using the philosophical term incomparable. Talking about the Rebster. Then from the perspective of Hashem, there's no levels, there's nothing. To say that Hashem is incomparably removed from all the levels of godliness, doesn't make, doesn't make any sense. And the only way you could talk about the removal of Hashem from the levels is laugh. And there the Altar is also talking about the Rebishter. He says, can you say the Ebishter is wise? So he says, in Mamala Kalalman, there's actual Chok. In Save of Kalalman, there's Chokhmah Bidiyas Ashlila. In the Ebishter, you cannot say Hashem is not a Chokham. You can't even say he's higher than Chokhmah. Why? Because it's a joke. He says, If someone says, oh, you know, I had this very deep idea in my head, I can't touch it with my hands. It's a joke. You know, I have this great concept, I can't touch it. Of course they can't touch it, it's different realms. To say about the Abish that the Abish is removed from the worlds, of course it's removed from the worlds, but alluding to him as higher than the worlds is a joke. It's a joke means to say it's not in the realm of an idea, it's a stupidity. In other words, the measure of separation to the Abish that and everything is that you can't even say he's separated, you can't even say he's incomparable. It's, the right language is compared to the Abish that it's all one big joke it's a tzchik 
There is nothing philosophical, directly or indirectly, about the relationship between the Abish that had anything, even the highest levels of godliness. So that's the first truth. And of course, all of us understand what the implication here is. You cannot give the Abish a name. Because a name is a definition. A definition is a relationship. And you can't even say Hashem is, doesn't have a name. He's removed from... You can't even say he's not... You can't even say you can't give him a name. All you can say is that any reference to the Eibishter is a joke. It's beyond beyond. But then the Maimah goes on to say, on the Machakach. However, though it's true that when it comes to the Eibishter, you can't even say he can't have a relationship with anything else. It's a joke. But it's saying that the Eibishter desired. Parenthesis, perhaps at some higher level. He wants that there should be levels. Everybody understands when you talk about the levels which the Abishter radiates and gives and draws out of himself so to speak in the prospect, in the endeavor that we call the creation, the purpose for the creation the things which he then gives out that we experience as real are not even incomparable to him. Which is why Whenever we talk about what Hashem gives His world, we use the word names. Those things that the Abishta gives His creation are called His names. But what does the word name denote? The word name means that it has absolutely no significance, like the name of a person. All, whatever it is that comes forward from God Almighty is incomparable to him. It's not even incomparable, it's a joke. That's why you call them names. Why? Simple. Just like a name. Everybody knows about a name. The name of a person has no relationship with the person who carries that name. A person has a name, a person has an idea, a person has a feeling, a person has a home. Yeah? What in the least way tells you about the person? The home of the person tells you about the person, you see how he lives. The ideas of the person tell you about the person, tell you how he thinks. The feelings of the person tell you about the person, tell you what he feels. What does the name of a person tell you? Nothing at all. Similarly, whatever the Abish created, including the very highest levels of godliness, have no comparison to the Abish, and they're not even incomparable. It's a joke compared to the Abish. Peter, should he explains. What do we know about a person? People have all kinds of stuff. Head, the body, feet. Of course, a head is higher than feet. Of course, the highest level of the Nisham is called Yechidah. The lowest level of the Guf is called Heel. They're also very far away. But it's still true that the heel of a person in Yechidah Shabbanefesh have things in common. The heel can carry out the Yechidah Shabbanefesh's desires. But a person's name is absolutely disconnected from the person. It has absolutely nothing to do with the person. And consequently, when you want to identify a person 
by something which is completely separated, or in the language of this moment, separated from being separated from the person you're identifying by name. Habgizot. Says the Rebbe, therefore, when Kabbalah and Hasidus talk about what the Abish gives his world, we say he gives us his names. We're not saying he's giving us his name because it's so meaningful and so deep, but because it's so peripheral and so removed. Says the same is true in animals, plants, and minerals. that the name by which something is identified, has nothing to do with the being who carries that name. the same is true by the We talk about what the Abishter gives his creation, and he gives his creation a lot of stuff. Yeah. First of all, he gives us our very existence. Then he gives us our life. And then it gives us all kinds of spiritual levels of light until the highest madrig is in When it comes to the Abishta, they're not only incomparably removed from the Abishta, you cannot even say incomparably removed. In other words, when it comes to God, there's nothing. And therefore, all that comes from Him is identified as a name to indicate the degree to which it's nothing in comparison with Him. Comes again a rabbit in South America and ruins the whole drush. Isn't there another side to that coin? Isn't it also true that the name reveals the very essence? And of course, the answer to that question is yes. Both are true. On the one hand, the name says nothing about the person who's carrying that name. On the other hand, in the name, you have the very, very essence of that uh, being. So how do you understand that Lagabe de Mabish? In other words, Lagabe, a person, you'll say on the one hand the name says nothing, on the other hand the name reveals something very deep. But Lagabe de Abishter, a name says nothing. In other words, when you see the godliness, even the highest levels of godliness, what do you know about the Abishter? Not that you know that the Abishter is more than this. You know the Abishter is more than more than this. He's incomparable from being incomparable from this. The Abishter compared to this is a joke. Or this compared to the Abishter is a joke. What about the other side of that coin? How do we deal with the fact that we also know that a name reveals the very essence of a person? Now, when you're talking about a person, it's not such a big question. Why? Because believe it or not, human beings, including myself, are limited. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Because human beings are limited, you could understand how although a name is so peripheral, the name does have to do with the limitation and the containment of that person. When you talk about the Rebishtah, that Hashem has no limits. In fact, Hashem is Mitzis, it's called built in Mitzis. He doesn't even exist as an existence. He has no relation with anything but himself. So how do we address the other half of it? So the Rebbe says a word. And the word that the Rebbe says addresses this question only in part. In other words, it's not a complete answer to the question. Let me just repeat. The Rebbe starts off the Maimer by saying that when you're talking about Hashem, God Almighty that a little child knows nothing is at all on the table nothing even the highest levels of godliness are a joke not incomparable they're a joke therefore anything Hashem gives his world is called a name because it indicates how it's insignificant and insignificant beyond insignificant in comparison to the Yevishter to the creator to the source of the capital S what about the other side of that coin that names reveal so that ever gives and forgive me for saying this in this moment, at least, a partial answer. Other my modern would perhaps say something different. In this moment, there's a partial answer. And he says like this. When we talk about names, 
we find two ideas. Aleph. Number one, the Afsha Hashem who audible vat. Though on the one hand, a name is a totally peripheral. Mikomokem at the same time, the very life and truth of a being has to do with the name. The name that it has in Hebrew, it gives it creation and life. Now, when it comes to a person or to a malach or to a world, that makes sense. Shmoya Shikir Lashna Kedesh says something very deep. But when you talk about the Abish, it's a problem. Base, but there's another concept in a name, and that is Hashem The name is totally removed. So, the Rebbe I'm going to give you a partial answer. How do you understand that on the one hand, when you talk about anything that Hashem gives His world, it's so removed from Him that it's called a name. And the idea that names have a very deep connection. So the Rebbe answers, there are different types of worlds. Some of the worlds at least inform us that there's an Ebshter. Other worlds hide the fact that there's an Ebshter. But those in worlds that inform us that there is an Abishter have a little bit of the second concept in shame. Not completely. The first idea in the name is that's totally removed from the one who carries that name. Other idea of a name is reveals the essence. In creation, there are worlds that are not revealing the essence of the Abishter, but at least they inform us that there is an Abishter. Or in the language of this Maimon, at least we know, Ein Oid Malvade, which means nothing can exist without the Abishter. So the Rebbe says, this will explain at least in part this idea as it is by the Yevishter a name means totally removed from him what about the other concept the name has to do with Chayas so in this Maimah the Rebbe gives a partial answer he doesn't give you some mystical answer that explains how the name you have Atmos he says at least some of the names of the Yevishter tell you they inform you about the Yevishter the way the Abishter gives of himself to his worlds, although everything he's giving is a name, there are two types. Aleph, one type is, that the Abishter gives of himself in such a way that the gift says, what does that mean? Nothing can be without him. doesn't mean there's nothing besides him. It means there's nothing without him. Okay, go down a few lines. It's like eight lines from the bottom. The meaning of the words without him nothing could exist. But because of him, other things can exist. There are things other than him, namely the name. But So the Rebbe says, no name of the Abishter has, at least in this moment, the other idea that it reveals the essence. But at least some names of the Abishter tell you about the Abishter. That the Abishter is the Balabas of the creation. It says the Rebu Beklalus, and in general, that's the world of Atsilas. Because Atsilas is Elam Achlus. Atsilas is what we call a world of godliness. In Atsilas, the Abishter's light, the Abishter's presence, the Abishter's truth is uh, revealed. So the Rebbe says. The most important thing you have to take out of the reference of the Abishtad as names is that compared to the Abishtad, names have no, not even no relativism to the Abishtad. On the other hand, at least some worlds, they know the Abishtad. Their knowledge of the Abishtad is a tiny bit of a revelation of what the Abishtad is. Second line from the bottom, please. The Oif and Habayz Baham on the other hand. Shalom there are some worlds where you don't know the Abishter. 
which goes in the lower three worlds, So none of the Abish's creations have any comparison with him whatsoever. But at least some of them reveal their bittle to the Abishta, while others deny the bittle to the Abishta completely. Turn the page. So now we get to the Kabbalistic issue. The Kabbalistic issue is where do we employ the names of God? So the Arizal says, classic Kabbalah says, that the names of God are true in Atzilus. Why? Because Kabbalah wants to tell us that the idea that the names of God don't only exist in Atzilus, they reveal the Abishtah. In which world is the Abishtah revealed? Only in Atzilus. Therefore the Mekubalim say the names of the Abishtah are in that world, which not only carries the name of the Abishtah, but it carries the name of the Abishtah in such a way that you know that it comes from the Abishtah. So the Rebbe says, Now we understand the difference. Skim the parenthesis. The Rebbe says, The Teira speaks about godliness and atzilus. Because in atzilus, godliness is revealed. And because in atzilus, godliness is revealed, the spheres of atzilus are quote the names of HaKadosh Baruch. Bria, godliness is not revealed. And because God is not revealed in Bria, we don't identify the names of the Abishtin in Bria. Why not? He says a very, very simple thing. <laughs> How do I tell this to you? You know, Nevi'im were on different Madregas. You know? I want to ask you a question. What is higher and what is lower? It's a stupid question. What is higher and what is lower? What's the answer? I don't know what you're talking about. The answer is, depends where you're standing. If you're standing on the fourth floor, higher is the fifth floor, and lower is the third floor. If you're standing on the first floor, higher is the second floor, and lower is the basement. When you read Nevi'ah, every Navi talks from a certain perspective. And then they say, oh, by the way, higher than me is Kach, and lower than me is Kach. You see it in Yechaskel, you see it in Yeshaya. The Chumash world is Atzilus. Why is the Chumash world of Atzilus? Because Moshe Rabbeinu's world was Atzilus. And not only was Moshe Rabbeinu's world Atzilus, Moshe Rabbeinu's generation was Atzilus. So why should they bother talking about the Shem Tzvois in the lower worlds? In their world, there is only the revelation of the Ebsht. Chana and Shmuel lived in a later time where the world in which they lived was lower. So the Ebsht was concealed. So they could say, oh, Hashem is upstairs. Or they could say, we'll look, we'll find Hashem here as well. And that's why only in Tanakh did they begin to employ the Abishta's name Tzvois because it was necessary. Let's read it inside. The idea is as follows. Five lines from the top. In the the discussion will be Yisrael of the Yidin they were a generation of very, very deep, intelligent people. In other words, Dere Shalmesh. Mesh Rabbeinu's people. There were 600,000 men, which means 600,000 what? Eagles that are covering over frailty. And there were also women and children. Under 20, perhaps over 60. The entire generation stood in a condition of complete unity. Maybe not unity with one another, but unity with the Abisht. Their reality was a godly reality. They were not separate from the Ebishter. 
the way they experienced godliness was was in a way of unity so in the Shomis of Atzilus experienced the godliness of Atzilus so when you say Tzivis Hashem Hashem goes on the godliness of Atzilus and Yidin are secondary to Havaya the secondary to Atzilus and that's why in Chumash the name Tzvois is never Hashem Kodesh but in later generations especially after Yeshua and the elders died which was in times of Yeshua he brings from say that at the last of the Zekanim the Heruch of Yeshua died in Cheshvat in other words the end of the era which is the continuation to Meshach Rabbeinu's times ends in Cheshvat which was that Shabbos in Yosbochan comes Chan who is an incredibly great prophetess who is on a very very high level as was Shmuel and she's the first one to use the word Savoyz not as something which is secondary to godliness but as the name of God itself because then in the times of Shmuel reality was what floor were they living on they were living on Bria or they were living on Yitzira living on Asiya in other words they were living in a world where the name of the Eivishter meant something that hides the Eivishter when you live in Atzilus, the name of the Abishta means that it reveals the Abishta. When you live in the lower world, the name of the Abishta is hiding the Abishta. No. So the name of the Abishta is hiding the Abishta. How is it the name of the Abishta? And the answer is very simple. You have to repair, you have to correct El which are by themselves, the world of separation, and show that they too are godliness. When you live in a world of separation, you don't see the Abishta. You see the name of the Abishta. What's the name of the Abishta? Totally removed from the Abishta. Through Avoidah, through Birudim, you're going to show that the Abishta is here as well. So Shmuel and Chana employ the name Tzvois to indicate people. We live in a world where the Abishta's name is present. What's the proof that the Abishta's name is present? That we exist. But we do not see Ein Eid Milvadeh. We do not see how the name of the Abishta is the only truth. Let's expose it. Let's reveal in a world which by itself is completely hiding the Eivishter that in fact this world is the Eivishter as well. Whereas I put it to in the beginning of the mind that you could make these lower worlds also a vessel for HaKadosh Baruch says that, but this explains the Zeu Masha'oz which explains why this occasion when the name Tzavayz is used is used specifically in the context of the war with Amalek because the Zeu Winyan Shem Tzavayz the simple idea of Tzvois is Ishmael Chamo, the Ebishter fights wars. It's the idea of an army. To fight with an opponent. Or to frighten an opponent. He would be afraid to engage you in a battle altogether. And he shouldn't be afraid even to think about it. But when you have an opponent who's thinking about war and he's actually practicing war, you have to fight with him. What are you accomplishing? By fighting with him, you're showing that in his world also there is the Ebishter. The separate concept of a name, Shem Tzvois. And the concept of Shem Tzvois means even though I don't see God here, God is really here. This world exists. And through the Bidur, through defeating Amalek, I'm going to not destroy the helm of this world, but reveal that the truth of this world is also the Ebishter. Zakhter. Mashenkim is man Moshe as a post in times of Meshe Rabbein when he asked then at Tzvois how he tuffled this Moshe Rabbein. So the way it works is as follows: in the Chumash, Tzvois is never a holy name of God because Tzvois means Oitzu b'tzava delay that in the place of concealment the Eibush there is a balabot and at Tzvois there is no concealment. 
And therefore, the same tzvai simply means bottle to the Ebshter. But I want to tell you what's going to say in a moment inside. I want to give you, I want to give you a heads up. What about the fact that in Chumash, the word siv oisam is used not just as a reference to the Yidin, but to something else? So the Rebbe explains in the Chamacham that there is in Mitzrayim also Birudim. Yidin were in Egypt for 210 years. They also elevated sparks. But explain it as you wish. The sparks that they elevated in Mitzrayim were holier sparks. They were higher sparks. The mathematics is there are 288 sparks of Klippa that need to be elevated. They elevated in 210 years. 202 of them. And the rest of history is elevating the Iranian 86. Doesn't sound fair. And it isn't. Because you're dealing with, as they say, apples and oranges. and different types of sparks. The sparks that they elevated were almost shining before. The, they were very, very sublime sparks. In other words, the sparks were very big and very easy to extract because they had a lot of light. The sparks we're dealing with are tiny little things sunken deep, deep, deep into the mud. And the only way to elevate them is to ourselves descend into the mud. But the sparks that they elevated were in the Madrega of Atzilus also. And that is Yatsu B'nai Yisrael, the sparks that they took out of Egypt were Atzilus-like sparks. And because the, ta- the spark that they took out of Egypt was Atzilus-like sparks, you don't have to use Tzivus Hashem as Hashem Kaddish and Chumash. But in the lower worlds, what do you have in the lower worlds? You have sparks that are hiding the Abish. As the Rebbe says, the second concept of the Abish's name is that you don't know the Abish whatsoever. Abish is totally concealed. And you want to show how in this concealment the Abish there really is. And for this, you have to employ the shame Tzvoy is Says the Rebbe, I want to let you in on a secret. That in order to show godliness in a world or in an idea which by itself is ungodly, you need a koyach which is higher than a tzils. In other words, you have a tzils. Tzils is a godly world. In a godly world, you have names of Hashem that reveal Hashem. Tzvoy doesn't belong. Yidin were nishamis of Atzilis. They were sensitive to the world of Atzilis. In other words, they themselves were able to experience how godliness is revealed. So they are called Tzivas Hashem. If you want to take something ungodly and show that it is godly, you need a higher kayak. The beginning of this higher kayak is al the sparks that Yidin elevated in the Midbar. Because before they elevated them, they were not Kiddush. Once they elevated themselves, they revealed themselves to be Kiddush of Atzilis. But in a much deeper way, it's the idea of we who are living in a world of darkness. And we don't see the Abish, and we don't know the Abish. And only through a struggle are going to reveal the godliness of the Abish, this world, which is a different concept of the Abish's name Tzvoy. It says, Since Tzvoy represents the idea that you're dealing with something which by itself is not godly, and you have to show it's godly, extra strength. And I wrote on the margin, the Rebbe says in in his Maimit, that to have shame Kaddish of Tzvoy, has to come from Keset, higher than Atzilus. Says the Rebbe, which is why in this pasuk it says the three words hayoyim hazeh. What are these three words? Says the Rebbe, it's a deeper koyach of the Eibushter to allow godliness that was concealed to be revealed. Godliness that was concealed being revealed is called tzivis. In that generation, it was the spark that they elevated from Egypt. In the later generation, it's our very very cells. The words that also means revelation. Fourth lines on the top of the paragraph. The word etzem might take a It's also the most powerful gila. 
meaning of the word etza means the most powerful point in the day. In other words, So the pshat is the koyach that Yidin had, not just to see godliness in a godly world, but to take something which by itself isn't godly and make it godly, which is called svois, have a higher koyach, which comes from the But for them it was easy because the sparks were very elevated. For us it's much deeper because the sparks are much more concealed. And therefore the Be'etzam Ayyim Azen needed to show how in the lower worlds you also have godliness. Tzvois is a shame Kaddish. Ayyusu B'tzav delay is even a deeper expression of the same meaning of Be'etzam Ayyim Azen. This affects the strength. Yidin themselves see godliness. But there's also the idea of Al Tzvaisom Kimavu Erebad Rushinam explain the tzveisim koyal and the tzutzes shenizbat tzveisim means the sparks. Aydiavid. Va'al tzveisim pirusha yisrael olamaylam and tzutzes bechulu yidna higher than their sparks, but they're revealing how their sparks are also godly. Look at Rabbi Veinians and Mishach Hakagam as manish Shmuel, but in a much deeper way, in a much harder way, if you will, this is true in the generation of Shmuel and Nabi. That Yehoyahaz gilu shem tzveis was a concealment not only in Mitzrayim, there was a concealment in Yidden themselves. And you have to reveal the godliness of Yidden, and this is called shem tzveis in Biyah. And the koyach, with this shame tzvois, comes from the highest place. And the Rebbe adds another very interesting idea. Who was the first one to use shame tzvois? Shmuel and Chanan. What do we know about Shmuel? It says, The Rebbe va'adhe rabbe Shmuel, shokel, keneged, meisha, v'yadachol. The Gemara says, Shmuel was greater than meisha, rabbeinu, narnakeh. And it was that higher koyach that allows Shmuel anavi to give the koyach. That in an ungodly world, you can show that God is present and you can make that world a vessel for godliness as well. And the Rebbe finishes the Mamah by saying, the Indians are this idea. What is this idea? Eineid Movadeh is true not in Atzilas. Eineid Movadeh is true in Asiyah. And we have the Koyach to reveal Eineid Movadeh in Asiyah. And make Asiyah Keli Felakus, which is the shame Kaddish of Tzvois. We got that Koyach from Shmuel Hanavi. We got that Koyach from this Pasuk. Be'etzam ayyem azeh yotra v'tzuvat ha'dashem ayyeretz mitzrayim. Be'efinitzchin eternal way. Hanam b'chinus ha'lakus shalamayla megidir azman. It's from a level of God that is above time. Higher than Atzilus. Ba'achanim shagam be'elam be'efin gazeh. Down here in this world we have that Koyach which is higher than Atzilus. And the Rebbe finishes the Maimah by saying, Be'zeh bo'em la'gil adil yasad lover. This brings us the year of Mashiach. The other, the pasuk says in Pasha's Bishalach, next week's Pasha, Sean Lein Nemer Allah of Yosh. Not the Yidin sang, but they will sing when Mashiach comes. And the Gemara says, Mekan Chis Mesim in Atero, which is Ida's Gribit Chis Mesim. And the Rebbe concludes, Begulo Hamitis Vashleimai de Mesha, who is Gayel Edition. Be David Malka Mashiach with Gayel Lach, Ubim Heda Beyameinu Mamish.